Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 62 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing all about hydration, really everything you ever wanted to know from how much water you should be drinking, if thirst is actually a good indicator of your hydration, and why drinking water and absorbing it aren't the same thing. So I've changed my mind on water, hydration, and electrolytes over the years. But the most important thing I want you to take away from this conversation and honestly anything you read or hear or see is that you are your own best research study. N equals one, meaning you are the one and only research participant in this study of life. And that is okay Um, because hydration is important. And every single metabolic process in your body relies on water. But what works for me and what works for you and what works for your friends aren't the same thing. So definitely take this all with a grain of salt, pun intended. We'll get to it. And take what works best for you. And that's always been my mission with this show is to share concepts and ideas so that you can better understand how things work and decide what your best next steps are based on the knowledge, not just following something blindly uh, because I said to. Don't do that. Uh, Because even for me, like I said, my opinion on water and hydration and electrolytes has changed. I was pulling up notes as I was preparing today's episode from 2017. I did an episode of of Anatomy with Alex, which was my Facebook live show I did every week for almost, uh, it was over a year. It was a long time. Um, And how I felt about electrolytes and hydration then, and we'll talk more about what that is, is not how I feel about it now. But the one thing that is constant and is true and will always be true is that your hydration is so important. It is critical to every process, especially um, the way transportation of nutrients in and out of the cells is happening in your body, especially communication of signals from cell to cell. It is so, so, so important to stay hydrated. But then the question is, and this came up on my stories, is how much should you actually be drinking? Is it half your body weight in water? Is it eight, eight ounce glasses a day? Uh, Is it three times the number of suns in your natal chart? Like, I don't even know. (laughs) So my goal today is to help us both better understand hydration for you, the science behind it, and then make an informed decision about what works best for you. Now, all of that is to say that dehydration um, that we're talking about today and real clinical dehydration aren't the same thing. So I was talking to my friend, Dr. Sarah Court, uh, DPT on Instagram, check her out, uh, As I before I recorded this episode and I was talking about dehydration and she's actually been truly dehydrated. So real dehydration, get yourself to a hospital, get an IV ASAP, right? Your hands are numb, um, you know, metabolic and physiological process 
processes are shutting down. So when I say dehydration today, know that I mean you're a little bit under hydrated than what is probably best for optimal performance, but there is such a thing as clinical dehydration and we're not really talking about that today. Okay. So how do you know if you're dehydrated? You feel thirsty. That's a great indicator. Isn't that fantastic that biology sends you with a indicator of what's going on, right? Dry mouth, dry nasal passages. Those of you who, like me, talk a lot for your work day, uh, you know at the end of a day where you've been talking a ton, your mouth feels so dry like there is sand in there. And also there are external appearances that change, external things that change from your hydration levels, one being your skin. Your skin is the best indicator as to what's happening inside your body, and it's absolutely the same with hydration. So when you are dehydrated, your skin looks flaky. It kind of lacks that glow to it. It looks kind of dull, and it actually can be extra oily because your skin is trying to help itself retain and get any moisture it can. So it starts to produce more oil and your pores also start to get bigger because your skin is just desperately trying to pull hydration in from anywhere since you're not getting it internally. You know, it's just going to suck it out of the environment, which makes me think of like a succulent, but actually again, biology is super smart. So all of these things, right, this extra oily skin with these bigger pores is also a perfect recipe for blackheads. Um, So you might just really need more hydration instead of one of those very, very painful nose strips. So just fun things to learn. So another telltale sign of your hydration levels is how you feel in the morning. So if you know that you snore, chances are you're probably waking up with your mouth open. Or even if you don't know if you snore, but you're waking up with a parched throat, feeling kind of hoarse in the morning. Um, These are all excellent indicators that you probably would do with some more hydration that it would be good for you. And we can't talk about hydration without talking about leg cramps at night right? So research hasn't actually found a connection between hydration levels and leg cramps, but anyone who's ever had a Charlie horse will tell you different. They are miserable. They're truly like to be in a deep sleep and then just wake up and have intense pain in your calf or your leg. Like it sucks. Now those Charlie horses, those night cramps, uh, nocturnal muscular cramps, they probably have something to do with the electrolyte imbalance since it can happen more frequently when you've been sweating a lot. And so here's another great time where research hasn't proven a connection, probably because there's no money in wanting to know if cramps at night would be solved by bananas or pickle juice or hydration, right? So just because there hasn't been research behind something, we have a lot of N equals one studies, right? A lot of people who can come in firsthand and say, hey, I stay hydrated. I don't get cramps. So do we really need the science behind it? Yeah, it'd be kind of cool, you know, because then we know for sure. But interesting, right? So if you ever thought like, oh, research said, research hasn't found a connection, but still stay hydrated. So let's talk about electrolytes because when you sweat a lot or you might hear, oh, I just, I need electrolytes. I need electrolytes. And that's exactly what's in sports drinks from Gatorade, Powerade, all of them. So electrolytes are sodium, chloride, magnesium, potassium, and they're dissolved in the body as these electrically charged particles that are called ions. And their role is to regulate fluid balance. They help to assist nerve conduction and muscle contractions. So that whole concept of transportation and communication 
it's not pure water inside of you. It has this certain level of electrolytes. So IV, when you get that saline, right, it's not pure water that they're putting inside of you. It's a balanced blend of things like sodium chloride, magnesium, and potassium. Now, your sweat contains high levels of sodium and chloride, right, salt, but don't have as many of the other electrolytes. And the concentrations of electrolytes in your sweat are influenced by the rate of which you sweat, rate of perspiration, and also how adjusted to the climate you are. Again, your body is super smart. It's also really lazy. (laughs) It's just really important for biology, for your body to be as efficient as possible. So as soon as you can get adjusted and used to something, your body's going to make that process more efficient. So do you actually need electrolytes? And this is where I've changed my mind because I used to drink just straight water all the time and I was like super fine with it. It was great. But after a while, not only did that start to feel super boring, but I also wasn't feeling like I was totally hydrated. You know, I'm drinking all the water, but I'm still waking up with really dry nasal passages. And I'm still just feeling just a little bit low energy, things like that, you know? And like I said, if you've been with me for a long time, you might have seen the episode of Anatomy with Alex on electrolytes back in 2017, um, where I just said, no, 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 you don't need electrolytes. Never, never do you ever need electrolytes. And I changed my mind. And not only did I change my mind, but I've actually been adding things to my water to aid in hydration. And I'll tell you all about them. But before we get into that, let's talk about sports drinks, because when you think electrolytes, chances are you're probably thinking sports drinks, you know, Gatorade and all of those things. So I haven't had a Gatorade or a Powerade. I can't even think in how long. It's been a very, very, very long time because my issue with them is they're not just electrolytes. They have a huge amount of sugar in them um, and food dyes and a bunch of other processed things. And I personally prefer my sugar in the form of chocolate chip cookies. I mean, come on. So one of the things I've been using lately to get electrolytes in a way that doesn't have as much sugar, way less sugar, would be a hydration tablet. So there's a company called Noon, um, and I will link to all the things I talk about in today's episode in the show description. And you can also go to aewellness.com slash Amazon, and it'll link to everything that I'm talking about as far as hydration goes. So Noon tablets are a hydration booster. They look sort of like Alka-Seltzer tablets. You just drop it in your water. And there is a little bit of sugar in them because the sugar actually helps the transportation of these electrolytes into your body. I mean, I do try to stay away from processed sugar as much as I can because of its role in inflammation. Um, But in this instance for hydration, a little bit of sugar is good, but too much sugar is not good. That's very confusing, isn't it? (laughs) Right? There's like this level of sugar that's like, okay, well, this is good and this is not as good. And so again, remember what I said at the top of today's episode, N equals one. Find something that works for you and go with it. But if you are trying to eat more whole foods and then chocolate chip cookies, you might find that something with way less sugar gives you that hydration without the negative effects that you might get from sugar. 
So one of the many reasons I love creating this podcast is because I love learning. I love asking questions. I love getting curious. I love learning things. And in the preparation of this episode, I learned even more. So you may have seen on my stories a couple weekends ago that I went out on a long walk and it was a really hot day. And that's one of the things since we have been in this uh, quarantine time, um, trying to go out once a week, usually Saturday, because that's when my uh, husband's home from work on a long walk, like 10K, right? We'll walk like three miles to a boba place or three miles to uh, acai place and then walk three miles back home. So I was meeting up with a friend to maintain our six feet plus with masks um, and do this type of walk. And I knew it was really hot. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be so ready for this. I'm going to pre-hydrate. I'm going to drop one of these tablets into my water and I'm going to be so good to go. So fun thing that I learned is that you can't actually preload with sodium to offset future sodium loss. You can't prepare for hydration by using one of these tablets or drinking one of these drinks ahead of time because you're going to pee out anything you're not using. So what I'm going to do moving forward is stick to water, um, be more well hydrated overall, right? So not just the water you drink this morning, the water you drink today is for tomorrow. So if you start the day and you're already dehydrated, it's best to just be in the consistency and be in the groove with this, you know? So what I'll do moving forward is stick to water as I always do. And then after, if I'm feeling like I need a boost, then I can come in and add the help, right? Add, drop one of those little fizzy tablets. It tastes really super good um, into my water and get that boost rather than using it before when it's not going to help offset. Now, it's not to say it won't and any sort of, you know, extra hydration boosters you do before a workout, they're helping with what you're lacking from before that time if that makes sense, but you'll still have the same amount of loss per, you know, depending on your sweat and depending on the weather and the climate and all of those things as you would normally. So that was a big light bulb moment for me. But then still the question is how much water do I have to drink, right? Well, your body is super, super smart. And so if you're thirsty, drink water. It's as simple as that. You're getting water from the foods you eat. You're getting water from other things that you drink. So you are getting water. It's not like you're a parched Sonoran desert, but it also depends on where you live, right? If you live in a place that's typically more dry as it is here in Los Angeles, I definitely feel the need for more hydration because we have zero humidity. Now, if I lived in a place with more humidity, it may be different because then I'm dealing with sweat and then electrolytes lost through that. So it just depends. But if you're thirsty, drink some water. Another really good indicator of how well hydrated you are is the color of your pee. Yes, this is the episode where we talk about your pee. So the goal is for a pale yellow. If it's clear, then you're probably like completely full to the brim with all the hydration you could possibly absorb. And if it's the color of apple juice or darker, definitely get some water and drink up because you need some more water. And what about caffeine, right? Everyone says, oh, but caffeine, it's going to, you know, make you pee everything out. It's going to dehydrate you. So it does actually increase urine output for about three hours after you've consumed it. But exercise will offset that. So maybe, again, this is completely up to you for what works best for you, but maybe you don't need that cup of coffee before you work out um, and you can enjoy it after. Just 
play with it. Be willing to test and try new things and see how you feel after because if you feel good, then keep doing that thing. So the way I stay hydrated, and like I've already said, you know, the water you drink today is for tomorrow. So it's kind of hard to, um, you know, drink a ton of water this morning and then you're like, oh, I'm good to go. Like I'm still preparing for 24 hours ahead. So these are things I do every single day, every single day. Okay. First thing I do when I wake up in the morning, I start boiling my tea and I drink a whole glass of water and just down it. Whatever you need to do to make it taste better from adding lemon juice, uh, maybe adding a pinch of salt because the lemon juice and salt work well together because salt alone, it kind of tastes funky, but the lemon juice helps. Um, I know people add things like apple cider vinegar and like all these things, but my primary concern in the morning is just get some water in my body. You have just spent eight hours, I hope, or at least seven and a half breathing and releasing moisture into the air. So you're definitely the most dehydrated when you first wake up in the morning and just having a glass of water is an easy way to offset that. But if you wake up in the morning, you're like, man, I just peed, (laughs) right? I'm super hydrated. I feel great. Maybe you don't need that water as much. But I will say, since your body, again, is so smart, it is going to get rid of what it doesn't need. Yes, you can drink too much water. That is a thing that is actually fatal. But that's going to happen if you drink like five gallons of water in an hour to win money on the radio. If you're just drinking water in the morning, like chances are you probably aren't going to be overhydrated. But again, how you feel is always going to be more important than some arbitrary guidance on the internet or some random girl on a podcast. Just going to put that out there. Um, So glass of water every morning. I personally do not drink coffee. I have talked about this before. I don't process caffeine fast enough. It keeps me up. I already have enough energy, do not need caffeine to help. So I don't have that add-in of that dehydration factor. So tea in the morning, glass of water. Um, And then I try to drink a glass of water and the glasses we have here at home are about eight ounces with every single meal. I prefer to drink it when I'm done eating, but that's just me. I know there are some people who say, you know, don't drink water while you're eating. It's going to, you know, disrupt the pH of your stomach and you won't digest your food as well. Again, do what works best for you. And I have found that drinking a glass of water when I'm done eating, it not only helps me to feel more full because typically I eat way too fast and then I'm still hungry and then I eat more and then I finally feel how full I am and it's just not fun. So for me, drinking a glass of water when I'm done is like a sign and signal for my brain, like we're done eating, let's get back to work. So if you hate drinking water, like actually one of our movement mavens, Carmina, sent me a message. She's like, I hate water. What do I do? Here's some tips to make it easier. Number one, know that it's good for you and you're doing something for your health. We've talked about this concept before of thinking of the actions that you're doing today are for your future self right? I went down to the garage and worked out even though it's like 80 degrees outside already, not because I absolutely love it. And it's going to be so much fun to make me feel amazing because yes, all of those things are true, but because the future self of me, my future self, I know that my ability to show up and be the person I want to be in my day with the energy levels I need to sustain requires that I move my body in that way. So keep your future self in mind and just tell your future self, I got you, girl. I'm going to drink this water and we're going to be good to go. Okay. So number two is to spice up your water with some fresh fruit or herbs. 
You could put mint and lemon or strawberry. I'm sure you could put blueberries. I don't know. I personally just drink water straight, but I know like cucumber mint. Imagine the things you would find in like a hotel lobby and you could totally, and I don't mean just like randomly in the hotel lobby. I just mean they always have some sort of fancy water, Um, but that can help to make the water have a little bit of flavor without adding a ton of sugar or extra calories. If you're concerned about that, it just makes it taste a little bit better. So there's an option to help make your water more palatable. Um, Number three would be to mix it up with sparkling water, meaning drink your plain water and then have some sparkling water, whether it be LaCroix or um, the store brand Refreshy is actually very, very good. That gives you, again, a break so you don't feel like you're just drinking water all the time. I totally understand. It's boring. It's super boring, right? So I'll have club soda. I'll have um, kombucha, which isn't water, but again, some other carbonation that doesn't have a ton of added sugar because I try to avoid sugar if it's not in chocolate chip cookie form. (laughs) Um, And then the fourth thing you can do is to change your drink container to something more fun that you're actually going to drink out of. This is something I'm just noticing over the last couple of days is I'm using a insulated cup with a straw because it's starting to get warmer. I don't have air conditioning in my office. So I'm putting ice in my water. And usually I have a mason jar that has like a, almost like a Starbucks kind of lid on it. And when there's no ice in it, it doesn't matter. It's not sweating. It's fine. But I'm drinking more out of this straw. So there you have it. If you're not using a straw, try using a straw. See if that helps you drink more. I don't know, but change your container into something that's going to get you like super stoked and excited about drinking water. I know there's also technology, like apps that are going to tell you to drink and this and that, but I'm all about getting more in tuned with you and what your body needs because you are the best person to be an expert on you. And also, I mean, before you even invest in one of those like tech smart water bottles, how many water bottles have you lost in your life? I still remember I left my favorite water bottle on an airplane as a Nalgene back in the day. So you're going to lose it. Don't spend a ton of money. Get a good one. Make it fun and spice it up and you'll be good to go. And I always have water on my desk as I'm working and I drink a ton probably because I drink when I'm bored or I'm thinking. Um, But the upside of being super hydrated is that all those trips to the bathroom are just an opportunity to move your body more. I go and I hang on the pull-up bar. I walk to the kitchen and get some more water whatever it takes, right? Just make it more fun, make it a game and know that you're not doing it for right now, but you're doing it for the future you, the future self of you, the future version of you. Okay. That makes better sense. So drinking water and absorbing it are not the same thing. Now we've talked about all these ways to get water in, and this is where hydration multipliers like Noon and some of the others that I've already talked about, or even just putting salt in your water can help your body actually absorb what you're drinking. They help that hydration to stick, so to speak. So if I'm drinking all the water and I'm still feeling kind of dehydrated, I'll just add a pinch of salt. And like I said earlier, it doesn't really taste amazing. It doesn't taste terrible. But again, in my brain, I'm thinking of what is the purpose of this? This is not to be delicious and delectable. This is to keep me more well hydrated so that my performance and my physiology and my metabolic processes can all stay performing at a high level. So it serves a bigger why. But if I'm doing all those things, I'm still feeling like I need a little bit of something that's, again, noon tablets, uh, hydration multipliers, some lemon juice just to make it taste better, whatever it takes. 
And another thing I'll do, and again, depending on the climate that you live in, if you live somewhere where you have humidity, you probably don't need a humidifier. Uh, but here in LA, it is so dry. Um, also, like in the winter and you're running the heaters, so dry. And I even personally find air conditioning to be really drying. I think it's just the wind. So I'll turn a humidifier on while we sleep to just help slow down that moisture loss while sleeping. And I'll link to that in the show description um, and also over at aewellness.com Amazon. Now, if you still think that this episode is not for you, that you're not dehydrated, I want you to know that on average, a human loses around three liters of water a day just through normal things like sweating and breathing. But it's so important to do what feels best for you. And I still think that using your pee as a guide is one of the best ways to gauge your hydration, especially if you're doing all of the things. And of course, I shared everything that I've been doing at Works For Me, but I'm sure that you have some super awesome tricks up your sleeves. So send me a message on social. Let me know what you thought about this episode, but most importantly, let me know any hydration hacks you have so I can share them with the body nerd community. So let's stay super, super hydrated. And let's also stop telling ourselves we have to arbitrarily drink eight glasses of water. I feel so light being freed of that burden. (laughs) So I also want to invite you to a free bodywork class I'm teaching called Tackle Your Tension happening online this week. So by the time you listen to this episode, there is one this evening, Thursday night or afternoon, and then also Saturday morning in May. It's last chance. So if you want to learn how to use bodywork and mobility so you can get stronger and out of pain, head on over to aewellness.com slash tension to sign up. You'll get a replay after. It's completely free. It was super, super fun. The body nerds who joined me in the session we did on Sunday afternoon said that the quarantine compliant massage is absolute heaven and is a key to bliss. And I, I have to agree. So I would love to have you join us. And again, that link for sign up for that free class is at aewellness.com slash tension. And I'll put that in the show description as well. So again, send me any questions you might have about hydration, your hydration hacks. You can send me a DM or tag me on Instagram. I'm at Famala, or you can call the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501. And before I go, I want to remind you that show notes, fun links, free downloads, Body Nerd Group, everything lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And if you've made it this far, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. I really hope that you got some fun movement in as you listened. You have something planned. You got your water going. I so appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come and get nerdy with me. It really means a lot. So thank you for that. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone who also loves to stay hydrated. (laughs) You can also hit that subscribe button, then I'll show up in your feed and you won't ever miss an episode or leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. It just really helps other body nerds find the show. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, drinking all the water and getting really nerdy. Thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. 
And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.